See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Good stuff indeed. Hey, good stuff is Slow Robot A Go Go celebrating its 130th show. Wow. There's been 129 before this moment right now. Incredible. It's it's mind-boggling. Incroyable, as they say in France. Yes. We should celebrate by doing a show. Hey, in let's France. see that show. My name's Mao. With me, as always, Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. Baby! And we are doing Slow Robot Go-Go. That is a show dedicated to B through Z grade movies of yesteryear with forgotten people and things and storylines that are nonsensical. Forgotten movies, forgotten people. Budgets that are non-existent. And forgotten time and uh, yes. all that good stuff. Memories, memories. Yeah, we're all about the mem- mem- memories. Memories, yes. Uh, <laughs> so you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes and iPod and all things and all things that start with I have us in it somewhere. you got to f- dig around in yeah, the circuitry. Yeah, like, ay, ah, yeah. Spanish speaking <laughs> out there. Boom! Take that! <laughs> Oy, it's mio. Dios mio, que carajo. <laughs> anyway, yes. Bad words in Spanish, 101, kids. G- great. More and, coming uh, next so week. you can and if, hey, if you're out there chilling around, you're like, you know, I'm trapped in this cubicle, and I really need something to fill my ear holes to keep my brain from <laughs> screaming at me while I'm doing my job. Go to bunchofdarks.com because that is the entertainment hub of all known universe. That's where you're going to find the top one, top button. There's like all these different choices you're going to open up. You're going to be like, wow, wow, wow. Look at this awesome website. You're like, wow. And your brain's going to be like, going like, woo. You know, you'll be like, oh, my God. And then you're going to go, oh, okay. Well, settle down, brain. I'm at work. I can't really go nuts. So what what, what are these choices I have? And you're going to be like, well, the top one's Slow Robot a Go-Go. Us. So that's us. That's like the movie one. So I can learn all about awesome movies from yesteryear. And then what, what's this middle one? This middle one is like... What, two, what's two dimensions of something, of comic book something. Two dimension uh, podcast. It's too much for one dimension. Yeah. So it was like, boom, two dimensions it, in it your grill. Could, it could have been three dimensional, but we weren't up to that yet. Yeah. So we're only two dimensional, but we're working on the third. And if we get to the third, we'll go to the fourth. You know, word on the street is that it's pretty much directionless. <laughs> word. <laughs> And then, and then, of course, if you are like, well, now that I know about movies and I know about comic books, I really am almost hip to co- pop culture. Then you click the bottom one that says Bunch of Dorks, and then you're like, wait, this is talking about relevant subjects, or not relevant subjects, and music? <laughs> Man, I am a hip cat. Then you just stroll around your work going, ow, yeah. ow, <laughs> Bunch of Dorks, boom, ow, ow. And then, of course, if you are still needing more entertainment you can go to kimchi no wait what is it what was the name of it? kimchi kimchi agogo dot wordpress dot com and there you'll read about my year abroad in in uh, korea which were filled with good times bad times uh That's a led zeppelin song yeah good times bad i can't sing anymore otherwise they'll sue us and then uh <laughs> relevant news yeah yeah <laughs> See, I'm, I'm slipping now, in all these relevant pop culture subjects. Now, let's get this straight. It was it was about your year abroad, not your year as abroad. That is a totally different website, <laughs> okay. and that generates a lot of money, I might add. <laughs> it does. Is, people don't want to learn anything. They just want to see, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pay money to look at people's private parts. Anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, no, this is just my year in Korea. I, for those of you not in the know, I took a year off and went to Korea to teach English to kids that didn't want to learn English. <laughs> so anyway, and then... Uh, and then As so opposed to kids who didn't want to learn like in the United States. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so and then, and then also, uh, if you're sitting around Sunday night dreading your work week coming up, well, you could, at 10 p.m., I'm on a, a local... Like it's a radio station or a local yeah. podcast station dedicated radio. to uh, Radio St. Pete, its name. And you know what? It actually won um, some kind of award, or cool, it's, or it's up for some kind of award. All right, right on. Yeah, so I said I was like, all right. 
Oh my god, we're like five minutes in, I'm still talking shtick. That's my <laughs> stuff. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. What do you got going Jeff on? Jeff Nightmare blog, comic scans and all that other good stuff. I got stuff to say, so let's go on with the show. Okay, sorry for shortchanging you there. That's alright, don't matter. So, what have you watched this week, Dr. Morbius? Okay, Dr. Morbius has watched musical things this week. For what happened to my slide whistle? Yeah. I, 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 I had know. one and it fell out, went away. Okay, well, yeah. you know, it's a little... I'll, I'll go save up for a couple of Well, you of can seconds. hit the, the, you know, the bell. That was easy. Okay, yeah, mm. that's good mm. enough. Okay, all right, right yeah, yeah sound effects, all that good stuff. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know how this happened, but anyway, I go on my YouTube TV channel, whatever. Not mine, but YouTube through my TV, <laughs> through the Roku box. If you owned YouTube, man, we would be in a better studio. Oh, God. <laughs> we, need a, we need a YouTube channel just to vent and, like, anger and spew hatred. I have, a, I have an idea that's, that you might... Be, might be part of <laughs> yeah okay and, and it's gold but we'll talk about that off air because I don't want anyone stealing this no, okay any, at any rate so I go on a YouTube and I, I don't know I was kind of in a musical mood so I said one of my favorite bands of all time is the prog band Genesis specifically with Peter Gabriel the original singer right. did some did some great album from 70 to 75 so I go oh, let me type in Genesis so I go on there and I'm looking at all the you know different you know categories like albums and whatever. I see a video of one of my favorite albums called The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. I go, oh, what's this? So I click on it. The deal is this movie, this show was was this was their last album that they did with Gabriel. No. There was turmoil within the band. He was leaving. There was problems. Sometimes that makes that. Sometimes that happens. And it makes it to be a great album because there's like an edge to it. There's like a friction. There's like, you know, the wanting to do something, you know, before yeah. you leave. Definitely a great album. Nice. Problem is, they did 100 shows. They never filmed any of them. There's, yeah. there's clips of, this is in 75 though, but yeah. from most of their other albums, there's usually some clips. Like either a show they did or a TV show. They set something up. Someone set something, something up. Something yeah. from France, from whatever. For some reason, they decided their most ambitious show, they decided not to film it. Wow. But, thanks to the miracle of YouTube, a lot of people back in the day would got snuck in their little 8mm cameras. Oh, my God. So, they clipped it together? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's not the best, but it's the best yeah. that you're going to be able to see. It's like m kind of muddy. Some are better than others. Clips and photographs and what they did was they took a live show and they recreated it and they matched it as much as possible mm. so this is the best version of it you're going to see if you weren't able to see the show back in 75 which I wasn't Labor of Love pretty pretty damn cool that people are doing this and thanks That's to YouTube awesome. you can actually see and it I, you know what and I bet even though they were ha tumultuous times and ha hating each other whatever I bet you they're very thankful for that oh yeah, yeah you know oh, I mean yeah. like, like looking back after you when you go through and you let your ego go and you move on in life, and then you you realize what you threw away or whatever, I bet you they sell that and they were like, "Oh man, look at how we were we were on, man. We were we were well firing on all cylinders." There's actually you know? a, a little documentary about the album which came with a box set, and they all talk about it. And they all have it's interesting because they all have different views of it. The the reason Peter Gabriel left was of many reasons. He was having a kid and it was a bad childbirth. The band was kind of like not supporting him as much. They wanted him to like concentrate more on the music, and he was more interested in his family. He had left oh, yeah. the band for a while to do some some stuff in the United States with the the director William Friedkin. They didn't appreciate it, so that led to turmoil. But a great album. Right. Okay. Now here's the other interesting thing about this. So I keep going on the on the YouTube thingy, and I see like something called a, a group called the Musical Box. And it says, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway in two hours. And I go, huh. I know there's tribute bands. Yeah. This is an amazing tribute band. Okay, these guys. I had seen the clips from The Lamb. These guys apparently saw the clips, and they recreated the whole show. And the guy sings like Peter Gabriel. The band plays like Genesis. I read a little bit up on them. They, they, the slideshow that Genesis used during their live concert, they use on there. So this is wow. like the closest you're going to get to the real experience and unfortunately I didn't really know about them much and they played like in Orlando like a month ago I don't think I would have gone to seeing them yeah. but I would I, I would be so tempted to do it and I don't think I would go to see them for a lot of reasons that don't have to do with the music but you know <laughs> but at any rate um, it's pretty damn cool that they did this 
So I'm like watching it, and it's like two hours. So again, I watched a documentary about The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, and it just kind of made me like, it was so cool to remind myself of a time when I actually gave a crap about music, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's that's really awesome. And you know, you were talking about the tribute band, and I've heard there's a local, there's now there's a lot of tribute bands, and some of them are very, very good. There's a local band that does, that's an ACDC tribute band. Okay. And I, from what I've gathered, uh, people talking about them, they are... Exact. Exact. Drop dead. Yeah. You're not sure if that's the band or not, you know, and that's kind of cool, you know, you, to get to that level of excellence. Well, Brian Johnson know. lives in Sarasota. Yeah, yeah. So he may have been jamming with them at some point. It's, you never know, you know? <laughs> but then, and then in other musical things, uh, Joust, my buddy, sent us, me, us, a bunch of uh, yeah, we're enough. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's, yeah. It's, well, well, one of the things that he sent me was a uh, a documentary on the singer songwriter, mostly songwriter from the seventies called Paul Williams. You remember Paul Williams? No. Uh-uh. He's a he's a diminutive songwriter. He's kind of like you know, he's like five foot two. He's a blonde haired guy. What does that mean? Short. <laughs> uh, diminutive means short. Yeah, it means oh. short. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a word that I use. I often. just yell at somebody. Get your diminutive ass over yeah, here! I gotta talk to you about something. They'd be like, "What does that mean?" Okay, I guess I gotta go over there, but I don't know what he just said to me. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's a short guy, but he's very <laughs> talented. But what's interesting is that he was kind of like a younger guy, and he but he wrote for like bands like the Carpenters and some Three Dog Nights. So he wasn't. He was more in line with the old guys in a way. Uh, you know, he showed up on the Carson show a lot, so uh, he was more yeah. and he kind of got show busy and maybe lost his way a little bit. He was in movies, he was in Phantom of the Paradise, he was in uh, the Last Plenty of the Apes movies. He was one of the apes in that movie. Nice. And, there's, and there's a clip where he goes on the Carson show after the filming of it with his makeup on as an ape and he does the whole show as an ape makeup and he sings a song and the whole nine yards. That's, awesome. That's on YouTube. But at any rate, the, the director of this thing talks about how he was going online to buy one of his albums because he really like liked his music as a kid, and he thought Paul Williams was dead, and he's not. He found out. So the director went out and stalked him for two years and got made a documentary <laughs> out of it. Now, of course, wow. the director has credits to his name. He made a movie and he made other things, but the way he comes off a lot is kind of like a fanboy slash stalker. Uh-huh. But Paul Williams was nice enough to let him... And you can see Paul Williams like him at some point, get annoyed with him at some points, and it's a pretty good documentary. I don't know if it's on YouTube or not, but my friend sent it to me, and it's called Paul Williams Still Alive, and I recommend that heartily. Very good. Very Very good stuff. And that's what I got. All right. I have nothing. I got one movie, if you can believe that. Wow. Uh, A lot of watching football, I know. It's all football all day long. (laughs) All preseason. It's so terrible. I promise I'll pick up the slack in the coming days, everyone out there. I feel bad. Like, I swear, I feel bad when I come to the show and I only have one or two movies. Okay. Like, But whatever. Okay. I was able to, like, fill in. Good. I watched a movie called Ice Soldiers. Uh, yeah, there's a reason you never heard of it. It was... <laughs> it, no, it wasn't terrible, but it was, like, one of those movies you're like, okay, you know. Um, there was... It's about, like, they guess in the Cold War, in the height of the Cold War during the Russian missile... The Cuban missile crisis with where they thought they're whatever just during 1962 let's just go there and and like there was while we were all worried about this missile crisis russia is actually building super soldiers genetically that were going to come into then they crashed in the uh antarctica Uh and they froze but then this it was very it's a very weird story i mean like the soldiers were found frozen and they woke up and they killed everyone in this base camp and one of them raped a woman there and then 50 years later this son the son the, the, the child from this is out seeking this these people and then they find him frozen in an ice cave and again they wake up and they're killing Alaskan people and then the guy gets a side because he has like partial genetic powers like he can run really fast he never ages and blah 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 and then he picks up a sidekick who's who's the last who's you know an eskimo but he hates americans kind of not american white people you know he so he there's like that sentiment going on and then you're just like okay and uh they kind of who are the actors nobody's nobody's zero people are in this and uh and they're just potatoes in fact they're just filming potatoes pretending to be that and um and then like 
it just kind of degrades into a Michael Bay esque explosion gasm fest. Hmm. Yeah, and not I wouldn't recommend it. It wasn't bad. It was like one of those. It was like one of those shot on video camera, or shot digitally, uh, dumb action y films starring nobody. You sounds know. sounds uh yeah sounds average. Right. And uh, you know nothing. So that's it. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned about movies. I don't know if you, I don't know if you watch this movie or not, but I saw like a an image in that new movie that's coming out. That new Expendables. Did they get like every action guy in the world? Dude, it's not just the five no, guys. No, no, no. They're trying. There's to like a hundred of them in. They're there. They're trying to keep growing it. Like every movie is. Was Wesley Snipes in there? Yes. Every movie is getting more. Every movie is like exponentially growing. I think by like Expendables ten or whatever, they literally will have everyone that's ever been in an action movie. Like it's got to be. Uh, that's what they're. That's the goal. I think that. <laughs> I, I'm honestly, that's the goal. And I think there's what what's there's a spinoff for the Expendables like where they're trying to get all the women action stars. Yeah, Roth Rock. And yeah, all, all them. And I don't know if that's gonna have the pull, but I'd still go watch it. Like they're dumb and fun. I I, okay. I I I realize that like saying that you like the Expendables is almost like, you know, I go to truck monster truck pulls and and yeah. and that kind of stuff and wrestle gators but they're they are just dumb fun and that i'm their target demographic you know what i mean like i remember them when i was a kid i loved all those action movies when i was a kid because i was like yay and then and now they're just all coming back and like and and you just like they just keep adding them and adding them and adding them you know and it's the same as the Machete movies that we always talk about that I mm. I have this new love for. I love those movies. I'm going to buy Machete in Space the second it comes out on Blu-ray. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like like that that I'm just going on record right now. Like I I'm going to buy the box set, but I guarantee I won't even wait for the box set and I'm <laughs> buying Machete in Space the second it hits Blu-ray. I I I can't get enough. All right. I'm a new Danny Trejo fan. Danny Trejo. I'm waiting for him to get involved in the Oh yeah, well he's too big now. He's not. Well, he's not. No, he's not old enough. I guess maybe. No, no, he's old. Is he really? He's okay. like seventy or seventy. Is something. he really that old? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we well, better get in there quick. Yeah, that's what I keep thinking. I was like, damn man, come on. All right, come that's on, Bato. Yeah. I wouldn't say that to his face, even though he's seventy. He'd probably knock me out. Maybe I'm a little bit faster we're, than we're I appear. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm faster than I appear. All right, we're going to go to uh, trailer breaks, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our top ten list. What could it be? I don't know. Top ten action stars um, that are... Five, five, top ten action stars that are still alive, maybe? No? Yeah, well, that's that might be a good one, but I think we've done that before. Yeah, we sure have. All right, well, well here's some trailer breaks while we you know, conjure up a list in our brains. Cops don't like me, so I don't like cops. You know, they brew 10,000 bottles of beer a day, I drink 45 off the assembly line, and I'm the asshole. Something is out there. 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 So terrifying, you've only seen it in your nightmares. Rated PG from Film Ventures. What you see is what you get with Females for Hire. And it's a lot more than you have ever seen. Yes, Females for Hire makes the happy hooker look like Mother Goose. It's all here, all of it, with everything left in and nothing left out. The story of the jungle they call the street and the girls who have become the most dangerous game on earth. Here is the marketplace, the buyers and the sellers, the conners and the conned. The dream and the nightmare. Females for hire. They guarantee you a good time. The contract doesn't say you'll come out alive. You're playing with fire. With Females for Hire. From Independent International, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Of the 
small request and bringing to an end the useless and wasteful fighting. Mysterium, wish for you peace on earth. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. God, I forgot See? about it. Anyway. All right. Well, that, there you go. Females for hire, huh? And and uh, what was the other one? I think we started out with. Um, and none of the Mysterians is no, in there. No, something's out there. <laughs> That's all they said, like over and over. Something is out there. Oh, can I borrow? Can I borrow your pen for a second there? Uh, I gotta write something down. You just remember. you're remembering. I just remembered stuff. something. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> so here, there you have it. Our top ten list, and uh, this week was one near and dear to my heart. Uh, Dr. Morbius suggested that we do uh, top ten uh, video games. And I was yeah. like, ooh, or arcade I like games. Are my, uh, yeah, I like video, video games quite a bit. So, and I have for many, many years, so I have a kind of, I, my, I really tried to represent a lot of different uh, genre and a lot of different... Represent, uh, man. Yeah, represent. And, uh, you're trying to get your street cred card punched today? <laughs> yeah, you, word. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, okay, well... I have some more later, too. You be doing that, then. <laughs> right on. Right. So, top ten video game list. I'm going to start with one that uh, would probably make no one's list, but I really enjoyed it. It was an actually computer game from the 70s. Or 70s, oh my god. A computer game with those punch cards from the 70s. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, I, it's from the 90s. It's called Seventh Guest. Now, Seventh Guest Never was, heard of it. It was a very... I love this game, actually. Um, the game was on the computer, and computer games were just kind of starting out. So they were very difficult to get work, and you had to buy video cards, and you had to buy things. Computers couldn't back then wouldn't keep up with the games as well. But I finally got my computer up to spec, and there was a game called Seventh Guest, in which you, you and you are part of seven guests that were invited to a a crazy, a now deceased, toy maker's mansion. And each room has these puzzles in them and everything like that. It it was very creepy. Very immersive. I loved the game. Um, probably if I played it now, I'd be like, oh my god, this is hokey. But back then when I played it, I really enjoyed it. Then I'm going to go... Next couple are straight up old school from back in the day. Back in the arcades. Uh, Space Invaders. Old The old standby, the very first one, Space Invaders, was... I put hundreds of dollars into that machine. Uh, and then I play... Then, of course, Pac-Man. Um... I, I almost put down Mrs. Pac-Man instead of Pac-Man because Mrs. Pac-Man had the changing boards and it was a lot... It was kind of like very... It was a very nice uh, second Pac-Man game, but you have to stay true to your to your roots, so Pac-Man is in there. True next, that. Yes. And the next one is one that most nobody would heard of, but if you have heard of it, you love this game. It's a game called Star Castle. Now, Star Castle... There was a band called Star Castle in the 70s. Not a very good yeah, one. Yeah, well, apparently... This is one of those games that's almost forgotten, except for the few that remember it and really love it and really okay. want it. Um, it was just the game that was at the bowling alley, you know, and that's that's part of what some of these are. You know, I would go when I was a young kid, uh, twelve or thirteen or something like that. My parents would drop me and a friend off at the bowling local bowling alley, and and that was one that was there, and I just used to love this game. Then on to the end. Those were those those three were uh, arcade machines. Now then, uh, the next one um, is no surprise to anyone that knows me. Of course, Street Fighter for the uh, that was an arcade game, but then it came onto the home consoles, which is where I fell in love with it. Um, you know, <laughs> and uh, Street Fighter is just to me. There was always the Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, which was you know okay. there was like two camps, and I just fell into the Street Fighter or the Street Fighter camp because. I just liked it better. It was which uh, was which was the sh the one game because I used to play those games too with my friend that had the Rubber Man. Rubber Man. There was a, there was one of those games. It was those fighting games like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, but they had different characters and mm -hmm. one of them was like a Rubber Band Man that you fought. Him, but oh, his arms you're talking about Das Das Lame. That's Street Fighter. Is it yeah, okay? he was from <laughs> he was the fighter from India, yeah, and yeah. he he had the the yoga. Because yeah, yeah, of yeah. yoga fire, yoga flame, <laughs> and he would go, bow, and, he, and it's, yeah, so. I'll tell you a story about that. And Street story. Fighter was, it was cool because it was, it was a game where all these, the fighters from around the world, so each one was basically like a horrible, um, yeah. a stereotypical, ther you know, person. But um, they, I just loved them, you know, I just loved the game, I thought it was very fun. Uh, next one is for the NES, the original Nintendo system. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. 
Now, Punch-Out! is one of those games that really was the best boxing game ever made to me. There's a lot of boxing games, and boxing games are difficult to make. They, they, they never get it right. They almost never get it right. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! was just fun enough, immersive enough, very difficult, very challenging. Was there an, was there, was there an ear-biting feature to it? No. This was before he went insane. Okay. This is this is before we found out he was insane, is what I should say. Uh, okay, so then the next one is Super Mario Brothers three. Now there's been many many Super Marios before and many Super Marios after. They're still making them for every system, or for every Nintendo system. But Super Mario three was, it just had like this immersive maps and he had these exciting worlds and it was really, it was what made you fall in love with it, you know. To, to the to this day even I can pop that in now and I would probably play it for the whole afternoon just because you love it it's fun and crazy and just challenging you know so, and the Mario games were one of the first ones that hid so much everywhere you wanted to spend time exploring rather than just rushing through mm. you know Space Invaders and Pac-Man you were just doing monotonous patterns to keep winning for a high score Mario's really created a world where you're like, I have to find out what's down this pipe. I have to find out what's up in the clouds. Like, it was really, really um, different and exciting. And when that came out, that changed video games forever. Alright, next one. Old school, back into the arcades. We're going, putting by my quarters on the ledge, so I'm next in line. Galaga. What's on my list? Galaga. Now, now, I, I always mix Galaga and Galaxian up. Galaxian was the slower paced where you could only shoot one at a time and it went. No, Galaga, you could get bang on the Yeah, but Galaxian or but Galaga is the you know one where you you would let them capture one of your ships, so then you'd shoot that ship and you'd have the dual shooters. You know, just that it was the next generation of Space Invaders games, and there was many many made. Most of them were horrible, you know, but but Galaga was my favorite. Okay, we're getting there, folks. So hang hang with me. The next one is for the Nintendo DS, a handheld game system. It's called Animal Crossing. Um, this is like almost like a sim game where you're just kind of creating your world. You're fixing up your house. You're buying stuff. You're selling stuff. Anyone who plays it is usually addicted pretty bad to it, and you play it for quite some time. Then I'm going to go with uh, Mario Kart, and I was trying to nail down which Mario Kart was the best kart racer. And I really couldn't do it, um, so I'm just going to say the whole Mario Kart franchise in this case. Uh, and I guess the same with Animal Crossings. They do make new iterations of it every time, but, you know, uh, I'm talking about the whole franchise. Mario Kart is one of the best racing games that you could ever envision. You know, there's it's fun, it's, it's fast, it's a great racing game. And then, to end off my top ten list, which is probably about twelve, um, going right back to the arcade... And I'm going to be a plumber climbing things to save the princess from a monkey that throws barrels. Of course, I'm talking about the master, Donkey Kong. Because Donkey Kong was, wow, was that game hard. And wow, was it so fun. And wow, did I give it so much of my hard-earned quarters. (laughs) And honorable mentions, Pong, Tetris. uh, Tetris was amazing. Amazing story, too. The guy that invented it didn't make nothing off of it until, like, I think he defected... Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah that very that game, really yeah. interesting. Marble Madness was a really fun game where you uh, it was a rollerball game where you had to move it move a marble around on very thin paths and that was a very cool game, very difficult game. Um, and then uh, Asteroids, which was one of the first, just awesome. No graphics whatsoever. You're just a little outline vector graphic triangle in the middle of um, little a- asteroids floating around, but it was strangely addicting. And another honorable mention is Adventure from the for the Atari 2600. This one is cheeseball graphics all day long, but it was a very fun game. Um, it's almost like a Dungeons and Dragons style game where you'd kill you'd kill these dragons who looked more like ducks, and your sword was an arrow, you know, like like a little arrow sign or whatever. It was really like looking at it now, people are like, "Why would you like this game?" But uh, it's very funny. And an interesting story about Adventure is it was the first game with an Easter egg hidden in it. Mm. The, one of the programmers didn't like that he had no credit on the back of the box, 
So, if you find this one little pixel that looks like it's a mistake and carry it to one of the castles, it throws up his screen with his name in rainbow, flashing rainbow stroke <laughs> vision. Very funny. Then Qbert, and then finally Tempest. Okay. So, okay, sorry for my I long... Remember, I remember some of those. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that, and that's video games are... They're still making incredible games now. You know, I could have went on for probably five hours. Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I took out the go, now go. Sorry. What, what's your list? Dr. Well, I'm gonna Morgan. go. I'm gonna go as well, and I'm gonna go as much as in video games, or more so, I should say, into uh, arcade see, games. See, God help you if you ever do a top ten pinball machines. Well, one of mine is we, pinball because pinball to me was like the original. Oh, arcade see, I game. was a purist about it. I was like, no, no only arcade, uh, only video games. No, I'm going arcade games too because I mean, there's not enough video games that I've played. Uh, so I'm going arcade too, and I'm going pinball because that's I the original. S- I spent a lot of money and a lot of hours in video games, man. Yeah, well, the pinball is funny because some of them are like the standard ones, and then some of them are the ones that you played them before, mm. where it shoots like extra balles out the side, so you got like five balls, like yeah, most you of know, them, and that, that can be painful. Even but mine, anyway. yeah. Even even mine has that the feature. One of the features uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, unlocks the five multi-ball, and yeah. it's all so fun. Yeah, a lot of quarters spent on that. <laughs> now, when I was a real little kid back in New York, they had a game, and it was a driving game. And I remember getting on it once, but it was really weird because it was like you know those driving games that they have now, where you like the Simpsons driving games or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this was actually you sat in the booth uh-huh. and you put your whatever in dime, quarter, whatever it was back then. <laughs> So I, I and they actually, and you had a steering wheel, and they showed you a film. And as you're watching the film, kind of you're moving, and you hit people or you miss people. And I remember, like as a five-year-old, that was unbelievable, you oh, know, because yeah. that was about, I mean, back in like the '60s, that was the closest that I was ever going to get to driving a car. So that was that was definitely one of the earlier and that ones. Was, that was one of those projected ones, right? It was it like was almost projected. Yeah. Like you're watching a TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That You've was seen a weird that one. before. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a. a and those actually spawned a lot of very popular games. There's one called Turbo that's yeah, just yeah. crazy. You know, yeah, all those driving spy games hunter. back then. Yeah. Were you a spy hunter? Oh my god. Yeah, that, yeah. That was a quarter munching game. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then back in the early, uh, you know, arcade video games, you had Pong, of course. You know, yeah. boring but interesting at the same time. You know, all you had it launched a revolution. You know. And then there was Blockbuster, the one that where you where you go where you not the ball comes down, you knock it up, and you you keep knocking bricks until you get into yeah. the and then you starts going crazy. Atari released that as Breakout, and Breakout was a huge hit for them. Okay, it was Breakout, not Block. I thought it was Blockbuster. It was Breakout. No, there, okay. there was a lot of spawns. Okay. You know, and then of course Galaga. Yes. And then like back in the in the arcade games, and I guess I, I'm technically calling it a video game. Do you ever remember seeing there was a football game that it, what you did was you put your quarter fifty cents in or whatever, and they had a rolling ball that you used to move the guy, and you would kill your hands because it would be like you against the other guy, and the guy would be moved by like the spinning. I've never seen. Oh that. My, oh God, my God, we spent so much money and hurt our hands doing this stupid game. And I mean, was it in the same thing as like those internal? Uh, ice hockey ones where there was like a big clear bubble over it. It was a cl- it was a flat top, but yeah. you had your you had you had your uh, you know your thing your 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 spinner that moved your guys and he had his spinner that wow. tried to uh, catch him unless he got caught by the linemen or whatever. It, it was it was like an offshoot of remember the old stupid uh, football games where it was like the yeah, the electronic you like, you know, you, yeah remember they just yeah, the, the vibrating thing yeah anyway uh, okay of course Pac Man yeah. Uh, remember the shooting games back in the arcades where oh, you like yeah. <laughs> ping, <laughs> those things? Ping, yeah, those ping. things. I spent a lot of money on those. Uh, did, well, of course, you know this one, the, the hockey game, the knock hockey game. You know that thing, yeah. uh, bars and everywhere. I mean, oh god. Okay, getting to the uh, video games more so. Uh, Street Fighter, obviously, but there was one that my friend got. He got from Japan. And he actually went out of his way and he bought like a converter. It was a fighting game of Ultraman. Uh-huh. And Ultraman would fight all his, you know, nemesis yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And what my buddy would do was he would project it with his video projector onto the wall. So we were like fighting humongous guys, and he was a lot better than I was, and my thumb hurt a lot afterwards. Yeah. So uh, Tony Hawk, some of those skating games, I played a few <laughs> of those. Those were like mind numbing, mind bending, whatever. You know? and yeah. Then here's an interesting one. Of course, it was a boxing game too. But here's an interesting one, and my buddies, Joust included did more of this than I did. There's a wrestling game back then, a WWA wrestling game. It was a video game. 
or or it was it WWA or NW, uh, WWE you know, WWE no, WWF or whatever yeah. the the you know the, the the one the big one now WrestleMania the, WrestleMania those guys yeah wrestling game right you had the wrestlers of the day or whatever but it had an interesting feature where you could create your own wrestler create a wrestler yep well my buddies went insane and they created like Frankenstein wrestler Dracula oh wrestler Jack Benny wrestler old school like monsters Santa wrestler That's awesome. and they would fight them against each other so it was like instead of using the regular wrestlers they would have like Tor Johnson versus Bell Lugosi or Frankenstein <laughs> versus like Santa you know, Santa or whatever and they did so much of these I, I gotta ask them see if they have any video of this stuff oh, at all but it's like so awesome. you know, I mean you can only do so much I think there was a third or fourth WWE that was more um, that had a better feature to it you could actually do more with it the early ones you were limited yeah. but these guys got all creative and all crazy with them so yeah that Wrestlemania game that a was a lot of a, fun that's really cool. and that was that was the most amazing thing I didn't really I, I had one I, I got I was loaned one I did a few things but I you know I wasn't yeah. that into it as a day see now I, this is kind of really interesting because next week I'm going to that arc, uh, the arcade auction again oh you are yeah okay, so I'm, ta- I'm actually taking a machine with me to sell which one the 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 thunder operation thunderbolt the, oh, okay. the, the machine gun one um but that one that sit down one that i'm creating a main cabinet out of yeah. it's gonna have every game imaginable it's gonna have like thousands of games in it yeah and it's gonna sit down you're gonna sit in it and it's gonna literally be like every video game like pac-man will be in there art you know star castle will be in there so cool i'm building it to make it all inclusive you know and then you'll and then you'll put that online and want like a million bucks for it no i'm gonna keep that one yeah, I'm building this one cool. for me, All so right. I'm going the extra mile. Like I'm gonna put a subwoofer under the seat <laughs> and like the speakers, so when you when it's, you're gonna feel it rumble on your ass, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. All right, man. Yeah. So okay, uh, video let game. me stop talking about video games. My God, we're gonna go to a trailer break, and then when we come back, terror. I'm. I think I. You know what? Terror. I'm gonna hide from terror, and I'm gonna go under the sea. Yeah, like that Disney song, right? Under the sea. Under or something. the sea. Yeah. Ken and Jenny. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? But I saw him, Commander. I saw him. Take it easy, Jenny. He was covered with scales all over. He chased me. It was horrible. Just horrible. Mr. Arby, did you see this thing too? No, I didn't. But Jenny did. Weren't you under the water longer than you should have been? Then what exactly do you mean by that? You mean it's just the wild, hysterical imagination of a woman, don't you? I'm going down anyway. Over my dead body. We're turning back. Don't be so pig-headed. Don't forget, I'm in command here. Come on. You have enough evidence? Those two reporters have found something, and something mighty peculiar, and I don't believe those two are dead. I'm convinced they are down there somewhere, alive. Then you'd better convince the Admiral. I just take orders. Help! Help, please! He must be all hopped up on crack cocaine. And of course, by trailers, I mean clips from the movie we're doing this week. Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. What is the movie du jour? All I know is that you must be hopped up on crack cocaine <laughs> to watch this movie. <laughs> I gotta do it! Ah. <laughs> Or maybe like, douse the fires in my brain. Anyway, the movie's called Terror Beneath the Sea from 1966, starring Sonny Chiba and Peggy Neal. The end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Now. A classic of sorts. A classic. (laughs) I have a lot of mixed feelings about this movie, and, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Uh, Sonny Chiba. Come on, Japanese sci-fi, you gotta love that. Yeah, I did like it. Um, Somewhat. There was some stuff you liked, and some stuff you were like, what is going on here? I love that. <laughs> I love that feeling. Okay. Anyway. So uh, the plot. Yeah, well, the plot. <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead, however, man. However little there is. <laughs> some of that plot in three words or less. I, I bet you can do it. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Uh, I guess in the beginning of the movie we find our protagonists, to use a big sure. word, nice. they're they're reporters uh, of all sorts. You know, yeah. this is a this is a Japanese uh, Caucasian <laughs> yeah. uh, co-production with a yeah. lot of uh, Americans and Germans and and all sorts multinational of multinational, multinational, along with the uh, with Sonny Chiba and 
Actually, there wasn't that many Asians in this movie. Where some no. of the bad guys were, yes. and uh, there was more like uh, internationals than than yeah. Asians. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they're they're reporters, and they're being shown these uh, missiles on a submarine that can track down other missiles and blow them up, kind of like the Star Wars defense system. An early version of the Star Wars, if, or what the Israelis use, and right, something right, like right. that. But this, of course, was 1966. So I guess the idea was formed from this movie. Maybe right. not. Sure, but right. Not, I, but. It shaped our future. So anyway, they're they're doing this whole thing. They're showing them how these works, and then all of a sudden, like they're watching the screen, and like a body falls falls into or the screen. Yeah, something like an, yeah, something goes past the screen, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, what was that? Yeah. Ah, ooh, ah, hey, you know." And, and uh yeah and and then and then like the, the of course the are intrepid uh reporters Sonny <laughs> Chiba and Peggy Neal which is interesting because they're uh for 1966 they're kind of like b- boyfriend and girlfriend and they're different cultures so they're Who is they're Peg- trendsetting Peggy Who? Neal was an actress that only made a few movies Okay I was going to say I, she's nothing I, right I don't really know much about her except that she's cute and um, she has what what they like to call these days a ghetto booty. You know that was my third reference. That that's yeah. some of the bang. So some Ca- of the some of the rap fellows like to use your that word. street cred card has just been punched. You I'm made the you, you got you. the exact. I got amount. ghetto booty in there. Yeah. So, so yeah. with that over the top, you're now safe for another year. In the hood. Yeah. You got your you got your street cred card has been punched for another year. Anyway. Good, anyway. Good yeah, or, or you be illin, yo. <laughs> yeah, Word. yeah, yeah. I'd be chilling and illin. And anyway, so our intrepid yeah. reporters decide to go investigate the matters at hand, and then they go down under the sea, as in the yeah, Disney and movie. And, there, and there's many gratuitous shots of her, of her pro- of posterior. Her, yeah, yeah. Sunny Shiva is in a full body suit with yeah, nothing. Thankfully, and she's in a. The the kind that show a lot of buttocks area, the buttocks yeah. and and leggings. Yes, and and boy, she's taking pictures with this camera yeah, that's right. made of Crisco, cause she drops it like ninety times, and <laughs> and that's like the the most relevant plot point in this whole movie is that she drops her camera a lot. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. she only made three movies. Peggy Neal was only seventeen at the time, and Sonny Chiba looks very young actually. Sonny Chiba was. Bondish in this movie. Very, yeah, he was bondish. He was yeah. very young. He he was trying to be very like suave. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like the crazy Street Fighter guy. Yeah, I like the crazy Street Fighter guy better, like yeah. a lot better. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, of course I do. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I have nothing to. He was very slim, dude. When he when he did the Street Fighter, he put on a few pounds, and he was a little more intimidating. He's, he's a thick guy. I mean. Yeah. I'm back sure then he, he was I'm a sure gymnast. he's all like 5'2 or whatever, but he looks very imposing. Well, you said he was a gymnast back then, so yeah. obviously he had a different different look to the guy. Yeah. I actually cool, went, Yeah, I went and looked up when he learned karate cuz his earlier stuff doesn't use it. Um and then I think they make the transition into samurai slasher uh films yeah. and that's pretty much the end of it. That's all she wrote, but it turns out he was he was a gymnast in college, very good one, and then he hurt his hip. And then he just dedicated his life to karate from that point on. So he knew he was a he was a black belt, you know, at a very early age. They just didn't use it in his earlier movies. You know, I don't think I, we were talking about this before. I don't think the directors knew the you know how to use it at that point. So they just made him do like a few little lame right. moves and oh yeah, like sure like knocking some ass, like knocking out that guard, that lady yeah, guard was such yeah, a that weird. Was interesting. What the? F- uh, I can't wait to get through this whole plot so we can start going over the what the. Heck, movie parts, and then yeah, and then and Peggy Neal was in another sublime classic uh, after this called The Extra Matter Space, which we should watch at one point. Another Japanese giant monster with uh, Gulala, I think, was the name of the monster in that oh, one. Oh, I think I know the monster you're talking. Yeah, about. I think it was a giant chicken monster. But uh, yeah, Peggy uh, did three movies, and now, I don't know whatever happened to her, but I'd, I'd like to find out. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't find much reference on her. I I did it. Find her attractive and you know appealing and but uh, and and her and her acting didn't leave anything behind as it as it were she was very over the top as it were in Dude, her acting this okay I gotta go I got I can't like hold okay, it anymore okay. this go. movie is filmed in big face vision like yes. like the director was was behind the camera and he was like pushing on the a close up and the guy would the the camera guy would push in. And he'd be like, no, no, a close-up. He'd be like, uh, pushing a little bit more. And he'd be like, no, no, I said a close-up. There is literally every inch of space on the on the, on the the uh, screen is filled with face. By the time they get done pushing in, 
and they do it the whole movie. Like, this wasn't like a mistake. Maybe like, oh my God, no, back out. Let's see who this is. No, they push in like nonstop and it's just reaction shot, zoom in on face, reaction shot, zoom in on face. And they'll go around the room. If there's 10 people in the room, they're doing that shot, all 10. And then there's like people talking. Hey, and the guy was like, influenced by Sergio Leone. What do you want? No, yeah, not really. Yeah. Uh, there's two faces in the screen, and they're uncomfortably close. Like, there's two dudes that are like, are they going to kiss? Is this a romantic <laughs> gay film? What are we looking at here? And then they turn, one will turn and talk, and it's literally a face looking at you, and a, a millimeter away are the lips and nose of the guy talking to him, and you're like, what the hell, man? Back it up a couple inches. Let me see what I'm, what I'm what's going on here, you know? Now, of course, I watched the widescreen version. I yeah, I did, too. Oh, it's just yeah, more still, face uh, per square I, I, inch. I, 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 don't, I don't remember that. I just remember anything that Peggy Neal would say in this movie by the dubbing was seemed hysterical. It was like hysterical uh, laughter or hysterical, like... Screaming. Screaming or everything. Peggy was, uh, Peggy was <laughs> agitated all throughout this movie. And there was a lot of people off camera pointing saying, now look scared, now look astonished, because they're, they're doing all these reaction shots to everything, because, you know, nothing's, they're not looking at anything, and, and so there's these people going, oh, ah, oh, and the, like, the, the, the eye, the big eye's like, oh, look at the terror, and it's beneath the sea, you know, and then she's in the background, and <laughs> she'll let out like a, ah, like eventually she can't hold it in, and it, it's, it's funny, because Sonny was a lot more subdued in this movie than he ever was, they, oh, they made, they, him toned it down, yeah, oh, he was a cool guy, because he was cool guy, because he was over the top, like, in some other movie, oh my god, was he ever, he was Mr. Cool James Bond reporter guy in this movie, yeah. So anyway, wh- when they're under the sea, they they she, they she spots a fish man, takes a picture, but well, drops the camera. Well, no, first she drops the camera, then she retrieves it and she swims by, which was okay. a very this All is right. a very good shot. He's this guy is standing in the water, yeah, like yeah. motionless, and she swims by him, not it, noticing. We see him, him but she does. Yeah. yeah, and that was a cool shot because we were behind the fish, mo- yeah, fish yeah. monster. Yeah, you see a silhouette a little. Yeah, bit. silhouette of him, and she swims off, and it was like wow. And then she goes, ah, oh, click, drops the camera a second time. And I'm like, you are the worst reporter in the history of reporting ever. <laughs> if you drop your camera once, you're already fired. If you drop it twice, pack it up, dude. You, just go work at, like, McDonald's or something. I don't even know. Well, I hope, hope they dropped their hamburgers, Oh, my too, God, you'd never get your food. She'd just keep dropping it. She, maybe she has, like, mitten hands or Yeah, maybe she had a little, right. little, little baby hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had a little baby hand. She had a nice... <laughs> She had a ghetto booty and little baby all the, hands. All the DNA went to her ass and none, none to her hands. Hands or her grip. But, you Quick, know. get a get a geneticist to splice in some new hands. But genes. she was cute. So anyway, so anyway, they they go up and they go into the submarine and warn them. Oh, we saw a fish man or whatever, and they think she's nuts. You're crazy. <laughs> You're hysterical women. Yeah. So they of course want to prove them wrong. So they go back to retrieve Dude, the camera. That scene where Sonny Sheba stands up and he whips his head around. And he's like. Nobody makes a liar out of us. And she, they zoom in on her face, and she's like, yeah, and I'll go, too. Like, <laughs> every so sentence is like, yeah, pause, and I'll go, too. <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of a silent movie. You know, silent movie acting is over the oh. top. This is what this was it's like. like. It was filmed it was in Jim so Carrey vision. You know what I mean? Like, beautiful. everything was just... Oh it was, it wasn't Jim Carrey vision. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there's... Something on the wing, you know, like oh my god, you're just or Shatner vision, Shatner vision, and oh, uh, any, yeah. anyway, so they go back and they end up getting captured by the fishmen and taken to the Epcot-like underwater city. It of, was Epcot. It was Epcot, man. Once again, this movie not only influenced the Star Wars defense system, but it influenced <laughs> Epcot. That's well, right, ladies and well, gentlemen. While he was sitting there watching, he was like, you know what? I can do that. I'm doing that in Florida. That's right. Well, Disney was like, Annette, come here and bring me some, bring me some coffee, Annette. Look at this movie here. I can do that. And what then do they're you think? like, we don't have enough permits to put that on the o- on the bottom of the ocean. He's like, well, the hell with it. Then we'll build it on the ground. You know, that, that was it. It's that was fun. it. That ball, that ball, it was, it was Epcot. Yeah. Florida was born. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Anyway, so they go to, they take them to Epcot, and then you meet doctor, scientist, evil guy. Yes. Who looks like. This is an obscure reference, but you got it, and maybe some of the football fans did. He looked like the owner of 
the Oakland Raiders back in the 60s, Al oh, Davis yeah. with All the glasses and the, and the widow's peak hairline. He looked kind of like him in the 60s, but he or, also... And I said, or, or Kevin Smith. Or Kevin Spacey. Or Kevin Spacey, yeah. In, he looked uh, like kind of Kevin Spacey in K-Pop. Yeah, X-Pac? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. X-Pac. No, that's yeah, a wrestler. Yeah, like that, yeah. uh, or that guy. There, it's a very weird, and he never takes his glasses off. No, no, thankfully. Yeah. Because he is evil, and he's a Bond, He's like a Bond villain. Of course, 66, this movie was made. Bond is in full. You know, Sonny Chiba looks like Bond. You know, he's a cool guy. This is obviously influenced by all that kind of stuff, but yeah. but, but more sublimely bizarre and, and it, over the top. And it, it was also, it was like shot, it reminded me of Austin Powers. Of course, the colors, it's pure 60s, it's optimistic 60s colors and bright. And so you don't get that in the Bond. Well, I get, she, to some no, degree you do. Bond, to some degree you do, but, but, but you'll get the darkness you, in the you, Bond, the, Yeah, that's what, what happens. Like, they have the, the template for what villains wear and how they act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, this movie and then uh, Austin Powers injects that with the 60s Groovy baby, yeah, oh, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a take on this. It's shagadelic. It's so, shagadelic. So yeah. then the rest of the whole time is just doctors genetically making these. They call them cyborgs, but they're that's not right. They're like creature. They're like Japanese creatures from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, guys. And they they show them putting in like lungs and so, or gills yeah, yeah, instead of lungs. Yeah, they make one for you. And uh, and and, and it takes like six minutes. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty quick. You know, it's like you order your French fries from McDonald's, and, and then and after grill, and your gill man, your cyborg. And after Peggy drops them four times, then yeah. the cyborg's guy's ready, and then he'll get you your fries. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. Yeah, them. and and hopefully. The the fries are are cooked well. They're not cold because I that pisses me off yeah. all the time. Like, oh God. God, have you ever microwaved uh, like left, leftover mic leftover McDonald's fries? Soggy. It's like Soggy. no, they're like rubber bands. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. So and then then they they take these two reporters. And he's like you two reporters, man. And they like uh, and he shows them like then they show them these. There's this knob that says like work, fight, I don't know, mate, something else, and swim. Yeah. Like anything that they turn this knob to, that's what all these cyborg fishmen do. And these fishmen have a very odd look to them. Yeah, they're a little cross-eyed. They look, yeah, they look fine. Their wet, their wetsuits are very creature the black lagoonish. Then their the front of their faces look like uh like the front end of a race car kinda that kinda. got that hit a wedge. Yeah, yeah. And then there's these that. eyes that are kind of looking cross-eyed in it. You're like, I don't think that cyborg's right. Like there's something wrong with that one, but it's Japan. It looked like somebody who'd be fighting Ultraman in a few in a it's year. It's true. So. It's straight up true, <laughs> and that's the charm. That's what you love about it because there's lots of model work, lots of like missiles doing things that missiles can't do even to this day. You know, like and there's flying around, and then there's there's a plane for some reason looking for them with these guys. You don't really know who they are. Yeah, right. And then there's right. like. They just kind of keep throwing shit into the pot to make this casserole of a movie, you know. Yeah, to fill out the seventy-nine minutes that only could that could have been done in sixty. <laughs> could have been done in forty seconds. Yeah, but, so, yeah. So the 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 submarine guy wants to go find them, and then the other guy in the ship says, "We have orders to go back. Just oh leave them." And you know, the whole nine the yards. fighting between the admiral and the second in command or whatever was like. A major plot point in this movie, like yeah. where he's like, "You ain't gotta go back," and then the other guy whips his head around. And he's like, "I'm not listening to you. I'm going down there." You know, he, <laughs> he this guy was the epitome of like Macho chewing the scenery. Chewing, yeah, Holy yeah. shit, this guy was crazy, crazy and, with it. And then somewhere along the way, they 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 captured the professor too, and they brought him to the underwater city. <laughs> For what? Like, like he had some kind of maybe like yeah. more technological advances they could do. So anyway, what they want to do is create these fishmen. And they may create them, and they want to create, make the whole world into a fish world, man yes. world, so they could control this the world. This is his army. These fishmen are his army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> then, and there's so many countless goons, and then there's so many countless fishmen. And then, and then finally, they, they, they decide to go back and save them. And, yeah. and there's, of course, the there's a plot point. The submarine does, and of course, there's a there's another plot point where there's like. Fret nicely marked nuclear waste all around. So yeah. of course we know it's nuclear waste and not just like, you know, gallons of turd that yeah. they dropped. Oh, into and the, ocean. the bad guy has now since they wouldn't listen and they're not doing what they're supposed to. They put Sunny Sheba and Peggy Neil Neil in to be make that now they're going to be fishmen yeah. too. Fishmen and woman and fish woman. And, and, but then but you know but no genitals because yeah no genitals snip snip yeah. gone. And um and they start to transform them and then because the subs attacking then they have to stop all seize all blah 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 and 
so they're partially changed and this well they have like goo on their face yeah they have goo their hands and faces are starting to gill out or whatever but then they start running around and this is one of those things that you're like oh come on it changes radically from scene to scene from second to second like how much or how little affected they are like their yeah, gills yeah, yeah. it kind of just devolves into the, this piece of crepe paper that they glued onto Sunny Shiba <laughs> yeah. you know you're like I don't know, man. You should have done a little bit better with that. Like, yeah. you should... That was one that you're like... Yeah, Come on. Even I know there was more crap on his face a second ago, you know. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the, the the cavalry comes in there and they invade where, the place. And well, then, no, it starts blowing up and this is where it's that standard... Yeah. You have the ticking clock. Yeah, 100 know, seconds. 100 seconds and things are just blowing up everywhere. The fishmen have revolted. So, the fishmen are now killing everyone. Yeah, when they when they, they when they blew up, I guess they blew, must have blown up the con- mind control machine yeah. when they shot the missiles there, and then they, the fishmen lost their mind control. Yeah. So now they're insane and they're getting they're shooting with guns and they're oh shoot- yeah, they got arrows, spear guns, spear they guns. got arrows, they got all sorts of crap. And this there. is another one where you're like, okay, what am I doing here? What, sometimes it takes 900 bullets to tr- bring one down, and sometimes a shot in the shoulder will knock them out. You know? Yeah, well, you know, yeah. And uh, Shiva throws one into the ele- electrodes. And this guy didn't know how to do that. And Peggy Neal like cowers and screams. Yeah, I, I'm like, uh, I would have been like, hey, uh, you want to jump in here? Just you wanna maybe like yeah. a karate chop. Yeah, kick or a knee, poke an eyeball, or something. whatever. Yeah, no, nothing. But you know, she didn't want to break her. No, knee. I got it. I got it. You just stay I there. I'm Chiba. Yeah, Chiba-san. You know, I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> but the, he throws one of the fish guys into those two electrodes, and he, the the the, the guy just kind of like he doesn't even wiggle around right. Like he didn't know. I don't think they gave him proper instruction on. What it looks like when somebody goes, you like yeah. they're supposed to like start flipping out because the electric's killing them. This guy just kind of like was like, oh, uh, uh, and he just fell down. I'm like, oh, come uh, on, man. But yeah. You got to overact more than that if you're going to be in this overact. Yeah, it's, it's funny they overact in some scenes and in other scenes they're like underplay. It, you know, it's like <laughs> it's just like well, wow. You know, again, we have to realize that <laughs> this movie, whether whether we think of it or not could have possibly been <laughs> in their own weird way over in Japan love them could have been made for kids you know yeah. even with all the gory stuff and all the violence it could have been that. for kids nothing was that gory or nothing was that and, and, and when it played here it probably played for kids so yeah. you know we're we're, we're criticizing it, but it's not Shaping really... Shaping our future. It's not really even up to a teenage level. It's like a 10-year-old no, level. No. But it's but it's got... It, but it has elements of other stuff, which gives it like a, a an interesting mish, mishmash or whatever you want to call it of, of genres and ideas, yeah. which is like the gloriousness of uh, Japanese so, sci-fi. Oh, what, what, one of the things I have to interject, I was just glancing at my notes. What started the explosion of, of Underworld uh, Epcot was, again... They're having this missile battle and this subs, and Japanese love to do the model work. They love the model work. And it's great. It's great. And um, again, Admiral and number two are sitting there arguing. They're like, and he goes, I'm blowing it up. And the Admiral goes, you can't. You'll blow up the ocean. Yeah, and I yeah, said, yeah. you'll blow up the ocean? Like, I couldn't find that clip. But, but then the second in command launches this thing into the nuclear waste that blows up Epcot. And you're like what the hell's going on here? Like, that's not how things work. You know, that's mutiny. That You've just committed a, a, the, one of the most egregious crimes in naval history yeah. by saying, no, I'm pushing this button. You know, <laughs> uh, but whatever. And then, uh, so the fishmen are killing and the, everyone's getting killed and everyone's running around. It's the old, it's usual... Like chaos. Yeah, the usual end. chaos. And then they introduce the ticking clock. And I'm like... Do you need a ticking clock at this point? Like it's like it goes click click click. It rewinds and it starts at a hundred. It just goes click, click, and it, and you could tell it's somebody like pushing the the, the wooden yeah. thing around. Well, that's like in Goldfinger. They did that at the end of Goldfinger. He couldn't escape from the from. He was gonna blow up Fort Knox or something, and yeah. if they couldn't escape, it was going to blow. So finally, at the last second, they they were able to you know, pick, you know oh stop, it, stop the ticking. Yes, were. but then so now they're really running around and. And at every turn, they're met with these fish guys, and they're gonna kill them. And then, and then they then they get to like this escape capsule where that's where Kevin Spacey slash Art Modell. Oh, no, no uh, 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 oh god, <laughs> you you killed me. Oh god, the Raiders coach the owner, Raiders, the Raiders yeah, owner, uh, yeah. 
crazy man. With da- the, Al Davis. Al, Al Davis. Davis with the, remember his overhead projector? Yeah, rent? yeah. I was like, this guy's out of control. Who let him do this? Anyway, so Al Davis wannabe is sitting there with two of his or three of his goons and and they run up and then they're fighting to get into this escape pod because the ticking clock, even though it was at like five, it was at five for like 28 minutes and they're fighting and fighting and then they shoot Kevin Spacey in the back of the head the two, the, the the girl and the professor were hiding behind him. Yeah, he was fighting Chiba, and like Chiba's getting ready to get shot by him. Yeah, and, and then you hear the bang, and then, oh, he drops the gun. And then they get in the pod, and then that's not working out. And then that guy, gets, Kevin Spacey, gets back up with a, with a bullet in his head yeah, well, and yeah, starts fighting. Plate, possibly. Yeah. Now, I have heard of lower calibers. Lower caliber guns, sometimes what they do is they hit your skull, and they actually travel... Outside of the of the of the oh, bone and spin, and then they go out the side by your ear. Oh. So they put a gash like a Frankenstein gash on you, but they don't enter your brain. Gotta so gotta have a headache. Though. Yeah, you'd have to go if you want. Thirty-eight or above would be would go in, but a twenty-two is famous for kind of skidding along your brain, which maybe they were shooting twenty-twos. I don't care. Whatever. That's a gun fact. Well, thank you for the... uh, (laughs) Knowledge is power. The murderous information. (laughs) You don't want to blow someone's brains out. Go 38 or above, just to be safe. A nice 9 millimeter will give you a good thump. That's what 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 was the quote from... Because killing is something seriously that you take seriously or something? No, mine? Yeah. I was like, because killing is a personal thing. (laughs) You don't want to just haphazardly shoot somebody in that Well, killing is a personal thing <laughs> slash mal. <laughs> no, copyright Morpheus Enterprise. <laughs> slash, slash clown. <laughs> slash clown enterprise uh, yeah. offshoot. LLC. com. LLC. Uh, <laughs> okay, anyway. So then finally they, they get into this, this pod and they shoot Kevin Spacey once and for all and then they take off. and and, uh, and they, Well, they get saved, but then, then you think it's the end of the movie, but no. It's not. It's not because they're like in mission. They're like in the submarine, and they're like talking. And Peggy's all pissed off because I've got all this fish goo on my face. Ah, oh she's my like God. hysterical about she it. She wouldn't too, answer you know? the phone because of the fish goo, and I'm like, um, it's just a phone. It's not a. V- it's not a phone, and and don't worry, honey. We, you're okay now. Here's a mirror now. The, you're the, all right. The professor fixed them while they were under. On yeah, the while sub. they were under. So she was, she was more worried about the fishy fish face than the had. nuclear waste that just and, and blew up had. the ocean according but, to the but, animal. oh that Peggy she she was cute so you can let her slide you know what I mean let and it slide and boy this was when Sheba was at his smarmiest like oh, yeah. he was like laying there on the one arm like laying in a cot and he's just like oh, oh. yeah <laughs> and his his hair was bonded as hard as it could be yeah, James it Bonded was a, it you know. was a helmet and 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 they were doing the pushing on each face and he was just like oh <laughs> and uh the one last thing I'm going to address in this oh, yeah. movie go ahead do address um you know I don't understand first of all a couple things I don't understand why every movie from Japan in the 60s stars Ken <laughs> Every Japanese well, because guy the American producers is want. named Ken. He, Too bad she wasn't Barbie. There was, Barbie and yeah, Ken. I know. You know. There was that one movie. I forget what it was. Oh, God, who cares? There was multiple Kens. These are three Japanese guys running around. They're like Ken. No, wait. Oh, Ken. Like, and you're like, what's with Ken? Then the second thing is. Well, there's always Kenji Sahara, which is an actual. Yeah. And then there's a. They say the names. Ken and Jenny. Jenny, Ken and Jenny, yeah. To the point where I thought they didn't understand that the script was just co- alerting them who was reading. Yeah. Every <laughs> sentence was like, Ken, we can't go down there. Jenny, we must. Ken, I, my, <laughs> my my underwear's up my ass. Oh, yeah, Je- you think maybe they were reading, instead of the, the script, they were reading actually their names. They were actually the reading the name and the script. That's what oh, I, That's my theory. That's okay. And there was that one point where she's he's trapped inside of the thing, and she's hitting the door, and she's going... Ken, 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 with every hit, and then he's replying like some kind of demented person would go, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. If you made a drinking game of when they said their names, you'd be on the floor or in the hospital within uh, 12 minutes. Alcohol poisoning. You'd be dead. I'd be dead. And I can hoist a few ales. And I'm like, I'm telling you, that is... And not just ginger ales, either. I've never... The only time I've ever heard it this bad was that movie Shane, Shane. in which they said Shane more than any other word has been uttered in the history of all words. Ever. Okay. And that's... 
it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, oh my god, what? I want to rewatch it with that little you clicker the I have. Counter, huh? Yeah, I ha- no, I have this thing. I have this coach's thing that goes. Oh, there you go. And I and I'll I'll be sitting there like, <laughs> it'll blow up. It'll melt. Like how many times they say it. Oh god. So anyway. Yes. That was the movie. That was the movie, folks. What are you gonna What are you gonna say, man? What are you gonna look? Gonna say? Here's the deal. I was uh, last night. I watched. I was kind of in a pissy mood. Yeah. It made me happy. So I'm gonna give it an eight just because it made me happy. As a movie that will lighten up your stupid, obnoxious <laughs> mood. So that's what I'm giving it. You know, way. this is the cheese curls of movies. It's, yes. There's all fluff, some cheese flavoring, and no freaking content whatsoever. I'll go. I'll, I'm right there with you. I'll give it an eight. It, it was it's one of those things where you're like, you forgive it because it gives and, enjoyment. And yeah. Don't 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 look for any subtext. Don't look for any. Wow. Reflection of humankind. This is just a thing to be a thing. Just you know? enjoy. If you like over the top, cheesy, <laughs> yeah. sci-fi, Japan, this is a movie for you. Yeah. And you know, 1966, the, the year in, we all discovered color. Yeah, tuck it in TV between and like and Godzilla stuff. and uh, and something else. You know, and and uh, H. What was the H Man? Yeah, the H. Tuck it in between those two as like this is like the cream filling of your Oreo well, cookie. Well, I think the director of this movie, who his name escapes me right now, I think I read he dis- he he directed Goki Body Tension from Hell, Whoa. completely different movie. Wow, completely that did, darker in tone. That movie did have extreme face vision. Yes, it did, didn't it? This yeah. is that guy's style. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna pioneer. He's Leone of Japan. Yeah, I'm gonna pioneer pushing it on a face so much you're not even sure it's a face anymore. All right, and that's it for this week. Uh, We'll see you again next week. I'm Mal with me, as always. Dr. Morbius. And we'll catch you on the other side.